I just want to say that I hope all of you listening are healthy and well, both physically and mentally. This conversation I had with The Haunts was a big highlight for me last week when we recorded it on April Fool's Day. It was fun, it was enlightening, it was a really positive experience, I think, for all of us. So I suggest, if you're up for it, sit down and listen to this episode all the way through and pretend like you're sitting in a room with us. Together, laughing, crying, enjoying each other's virtual company, it might bring you some joy as it did for us. We talked about all sorts of stuff, including the current state of the world, of course, and how COVID-19 is impacting the band and their personal lives. We hear the funny story of a tree-related prank from Max, and also a funny story about the band accidentally driving into a military base and having guns pointed at their minivan. We got to know a little bit about how Aaron, Alana, and Max all got into music as they grew up, and we heard the story of how the three of them came together to form a band that is now The Haunts. They share their musical influences and also give their take on what they would change about the music industry. There's also so much more good stuff I always try my best to give a good synopsis at the beginning to make you all interested in listening, but just take my word for it. This was a really fun conversation, and I think you will all enjoy it. At the end, I actually hit them with some very hard and uncomfortable questions because that's fun for me. I just like to be a little bit evil sometimes, and it actually leads to some delightful positivity. So look forward to that. I encourage everyone to go check out maxcollier.bandcamp.com to purchase Max's Lo-Fi Beats, which he just released. We talked about it at the beginning of the interview, and all proceeds for that are going to the COVID-19 Solidarity Response by the World Health Organization. Also, as always, the best way to support this show and keep it going is to give us a follow on Spotify or Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. And also, please give us a follow on Instagram at Redefining Records. You should also go give The Haunts a follow on the gram at The Haunts Band. And you can find all their music on Spotify or any of the internet streaming platforms. Finally, I saved the best news for last. After we chatted, the band all agreed that this would be a perfect opportunity to share some new music with you guys. So right now, before we get into the interview, I am absolutely thrilled to premiere for you an unreleased recording by The Haunts, a fantastic song in my opinion. This one is called New Mexico. Please enjoy. I'm feeling in my toes, all of the ceiling walls. I'm feeling in my toes, all of the ceiling walls. 
Why don't we have everyone introduce themselves so that the listeners can know whose voice is who, starting with Aaron. <laughs> yeah, so my name's Aaron. I play guitar in the haunts. I'm Alana. I play drums. And last and least. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Max. And I, and I um, play synthesizers in the haunts. Vocal synthesizers. Whoa. Whoa. There you go. All right. Welcome to the show, guys. I'm very excited. This is kind of an experiment for us. We've never done more than two people on at once. So I'll attempt to like direct who should talk at what time so we don't all talk over each other, but it's it's probably going to be messy. <laughs> God damn it, Max. Come on. Get with the program. Okay. Well, yeah, let's just get it out of the way at the beginning. Obviously, uh, coronavirus has taken over our world. I want to just check in and see how each of you are doing and like what you're doing with your time and how it's affected your music. Starting with Max, because he just released some lo-fi beats that people can buy to help support the World Health Organization, correct? Yes, it was definitely... Well, yeah, so right now is weird. I'm doing somewhat okay. I've had some bullshit that I definitely don't want to talk about <laughs> happen, but... uh All right, um, tell us everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but... No, I don't know. I think no one really knows what's going on, and it's very spooky, and it's sometimes for people like me who are safe and not seeing sick people, I was definitely like, like, it's a weird thing to know that there's this horrible, horrible thing happening, but you're also, like, not seeing it, but, like, that doesn't mean it's not happening. So, anyway, I was just feeling frustrated as, like, musically, because, you know, at this, we have music to put out, and... I don't think it's a good idea to do it now because there c comes with a lot of self-promotion and saying like, hey, listen to me. Hey, give us money. Hey, give us listens. And it's it's a very like selfish affair that's tough to rationalize at this time. So, mm -hmm. but I was feeling pretty stir crazy and I had these dumb little like beats that I would, you know, throw together from time to time and just thought, you know what? People are asking for music. This is something you can put on in the background while you're at home. Like, it's really not about, like, oh, ch you know, d download this. Everyone, like, I want to get it. Like, it's not even on Spotify. I'm not trying to get, like, listens, but just, like, and then to raise money, ideally to send to the, the that World Health Organization fund because it's, it's going to get bad. It's going to get bad in the next few weeks. And... I think all in all, we'll get out of it and everything will be fine, but I think shit's spooky. And that's my thing and I'm sticking to it. Very, very valid and respectable of you. I appreciate your efforts to kind of balance putting out some music, but also respecting the situation and also trying to help. So yeah. I like it. Thank you. All right. What, how has this impacted you? Let's go next to... Alana. Um, like Max said, we've been working pretty hard on some new singles, um, which we were really excited about. And mm -hmm. just with, you know, the health issues and people losing their jobs, all three of, well, I know me and Aaron included with the job loss. Um, like Max said, it wasn't really the right time. So we're kind of dealing with that. Um, but I think, you know, pretty soon we'll be able to get back on track with stuff. 
Um, but, you know, it's just a lot of quarantining, um, learning how to deal, especially if you don't live near your family, um, which I don't, which has been hard. But it's nice to have Aaron here. We're, we're going through we're going through Netflix and basically uh, watching everything there is to watch. Yeah, yeah watching <laughs> all of Netflix, basically. Watching all of Netflix <laughs> and also just thankful, like, you know, there's people that are working the front lines of this, so it's nice. I'm grateful that, you know, it's the impact that we had isn't really affecting us in a health way as of now. We'll see That's what good. happens. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Aaron, probably repeat some of that stuff. Yeah, I feel like I stole everything I could say. Wow. <laughs> That's going to be the, the asshole that's so minimal. Um, I don't know. Just kind of finding different ways to stay busy, not freak out, check the news, like not check the news constantly just to be like, <laughs> oh, it's a complete downward spiral. Um, yeah. Just kind of trying to write new music, just staying busy. Like Alana said, going through way too much Netflix. (laughs) If there was ever a time, it's now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're all healthy, first of all, and, and finding ways to stay busy. I know it's hard on everyone. It's good to hear that you guys are, are doing all right, at least. So we will move on from talking about that. We'll switch gears a little bit. And I thought a nice way to change the pace right away because today is a holiday, even though it feels kind of weird to think about silly things. I thought if anyone had any good April Fool's Day stories to share, that would be cool. Or like the craziest or weirdest pranks you've ever heard of or been a part of. Corona Are you volunteers, dude. I'm that's waiting it's to not see real. It's you know that, right? That's the, oh, jeez. <laughs> no, I would. <laughs> Obviously not. That's insensitive. How dare you? No, no, that's a good question. No, it's good. I set you up for that. Um, Andrew coming right out of the gate with the the hardball question. Yeah, Yeah. just, just. I don't want you guys to actually say much at all during this podcast. I'm just gonna hit you with a bunch of unanswerable questions. (laughs) Oh, well, see, I have a. It's not April Fool's, but it was a prank that I thought I did pretty well. There we go. Let's hear that. So around Christmas time. Uh, I I was gonna be alone while everyone else went home. This was this last Christmas, and um, so I I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna buy a Christmas tree because like, like let's do it. Like I want it to smell like pine. It's gonna be just me." So me and one of my housemates went to go pick up a tree, and also in our house we smoke a lot of weed. So it was um, it was like someone's this other housemate of mine's turn to buy weed and i just text him i'm like yo we picked up tree today like you need to pick up tree tonight because we picked up a christmas tree and oh, so yeah. and i was being like really rude about it on purpose. <laughs> like dude like we just picked up tree like so and then and the best part too is i didn't plan for this but i was walking into my building while he was getting back from work he's like hey sorry i didn't have time to pick up weed and i was like what dude like we picked up tree man and he was getting all mad and then he walked in the house and was like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like it. And we smoked him out, obviously, because it was like... Obviously, yeah. <laughs> you have to at that point. Yeah. But that's that's probably as good After as all the trauma you put him through? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's only fair. Yeah, I get him high. All right. Well, that's a good story to, to get us into <laughs> a, a more lighthearted mood. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, as 
many of our listeners probably know, Max was already on the show uh, about 10 episodes ago. So a few of these questions I will direct mostly towards Alana and Aaron because I just don't want to hear Max talk anymore. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So let's start with Aaron. I want to hear a little bit uh, briefly about your childhood musical experiences, kind of how you got into playing music. Um, That's tough. I I grew up in kind of like a non-musical family. Like no one played instruments, but luckily my mom was like, super influential like what she played around us like so I was playing like Bruce Springsteen or like Bob Marley and I don't know it was always interesting like kind of hear those growing up and then as I grew up I kind of was just like oh I should probably learn a hobby so I'm not just the most dull person alive so I kind of slowly (laughs) I slowly picked up guitar took a few lessons for a few years and I was like okay this is kind of something um Switched to bass for a little bit because I was like, oh, hey, there's way too many talented guitarists in this world. Why not stand a chance of being in some kind of band? <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> so for a while, I'd like, re- I really would consider like bass my main instrument. And I think that was really influential in kind of like learning like, oh, hey, don't just play pentatonic solos that are completely off key for minutes at a time. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good not to do <laughs> Yeah, and then, like, probably, like, right around, like, high school, just really started getting into, like, all those garage rock revival bands, like The Strokes, The White Stripes. Just kind of studied those albums as I locked myself in my room. And, yeah. Nice. Did you play in any bands while you were in high school? Um, No, I didn't. I uh, just took – I was in guitar class for, like, my sixth period, and just, like, I just remember, like, kind of just jamming with everyone there and – wishing we could do something outside but everyone was actually busy like having friends and doing all those cool <laughs> things i wasn't doing. Oh, losers <laughs> yeah. they don't know the joys of being in a band right that's cool so um well i guess i'm curious then is the haunts your first band um officially it's not no, I've been in like a plethora of just like kind of random bands that never really took off. Like, oh, maybe we'll play a show someday. And then mm-hmm. a year later, we'll break up. <laughs> uh, Alon and I were actually in a band before The Haunts that lasted about a year and a half. That was an interesting experience. It, it was like talented people, not not as much drive as we needed. I get you. It was just like scheduling practices around like everyone's schedules. And there's a big reason why there's only three of us in the haunts. And we just have very minimal components. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most people suck. At, yeah. <laughs> at, uh, at scheduling, especially and, uh, and getting things done. So I feel that. I feel that vibe. Yeah. Nice. And okay. Let's switch to Alana then. Hear a little bit about kind of how you got started as a kid with music. Were your parents musical? Uh, Not at all. It's kind of like the same story as Aaron in the sense that my dad's like a big, I grew up in the 60s and 70s, the best time for music ever. Mm -hmm. And like just listening to, it was just something that I connected to because I wasn't really connecting with, you know, the whole girly, like, let's go to the mall. And I was just really big into music. And so um, I actually played guitar. I think I started at 11. 
and I played for a few years, and then I begged my mom and dad for a drum set. And I grew up on the East Coast, so we had basements. So they're like, yeah, throw it in the basement, (laughs) shut the door, and don't play around dinner time. And um, so that's kind of how I started. That's fair. Where on the East Coast are you from? Uh, Philadelphia. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, what's the music scene like there? Well, when I was, um, like, right after high school, I spent, like, a year and a half um, home before I moved to Austin, Texas. But during that time, like, Philly was a lot of basement shows, like, around, like, West West Philadelphia, born and raised. Um, oh, I knew it. Oh, you had to do it. <laughs> well, because West Philly is where, like, U-Pen is and Drexel and all that stuff. So a lot of kids would stay in these, like, thin four-story houses, and they had these little basements. And then, like, Tuesday through Saturday was just all these basement shows, whether it was, like, hip-hop, experimental jazz, rock, indie garage, acoustic. Like, it was just, like, word around town. And you just kind of went to these shows. Nice. Yeah. Sounds like a good melting pot. It was a good melting pot. Now the Philadelphia music scene is like really exploding, which is cool. There's a lot of cool venues. Um, I don't think anyone actually says Philadelphia. I'm just kind of saying that for the podcast. Oh, yeah. For us West Coast people. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, the Philly scene is, it's really cool. It's really cool. We, I was hoping to get us into the, like a little East Coast tour at some point later this year, early next year. That would be sick. Yeah. Okay. So we got a little backstory from Alana and Aaron. Some of us know Max's backstory a little bit already, but why don't you, <clears throat> excuse me, Max, say a little bit about how you got into music and then maybe wrap it with how the three of you came together. Oh, that's my favorite story to tell. The last one. Um, yeah, I I was in high school and I played music and a lot of people didn't play music. And I just was like, fuck you clowns. So um, I had played in a band, though, a little bit. And then I played in a band in college and we did well enough that I was like, yo, this is pretty dope. Like, I might actually be able to, like, get some, get some momentum going but then we broke up because you know we were a band and then i went to la and i felt like shit in la because i felt like the what you call that's me how everyone kid? feels in la right <laughs> yeah no i was it's, my housemate was saying nice things about it um no but so came to la you know obviously felt like a nobody and so in feeling like a nobody, I turned to Craigslist as uh, <laughs> as one does. Yeah, for all the stories start this way. Really. <laughs> no, but it, I mean, you know, like those days where I get back from my like shit job and I'm like, fuck, I'm not even like playing in a band. Why didn't even move to LA? So I'm like scrolling through Craigslist and, you know, I already know a lot of it's fucking garbage, but like it's like 97% just like garbage or like people you know, wanting to start a band or, you know, they like talk about it and like, oh yeah, I just want to sound exactly like this. Or like, oh, I want to do this. And you're like, okay, dude. And then, you know, they're like, oh, but do you own guitars and drums and everything? And I'm like, (laughs) oh, what the fuck? You don't even play guitar. So, 
you know. So, anyways, I stumbled upon this one that's like, oh, we really like uh, like the yeah yeah yeahs, and we're kind of looking for this vibe. And it sounded like the band that I had in college, where I was playing guitar and singing, but they just wanted a singer, and I was I didn't really think I was like that great of a singer, but I you know liked all the bands, so I was like, fuck it, like might as well try out. So I hit him up. And we're texting for a bit and they send me some like demo-y stuff and I definitely fuck with it. And um, so uh, this is more of a personal side of the story, but we set up a an audition. And the night before this audition, the, the girl I was dating at the time was house sitting and she decided to have a party at this house, which was so dumb because like, why the fuck would you do that when someone's paying for you to watch their house anyways yeah this is a whole different issue and i woke up the the morning after this party like mind you there was a huge drama blow up uh all the cats got out and i'm like (laughs) hungover so i i like i'm freaking the fuck out my girlfriend's like fucking crying because she realizes she's an idiot for doing that and uh I, I get the cats. I like him texting. And I don't know Aaron and Alana yet, like how calm or cool they are. So like, you know, I think I'm being really disrespectful right now by like pushing back this audition. So I finally get to like fucking Jefferson and go in and meet him. And like, so elated too to find out that they're like people my age that are normal, you know? And, and oh, I'm yeah. glad that they don't think I'm fucking crazy for coming in like sweat and being like, sorry, I'm like hung over as shit and like covered in cat hair. And, and like, let's do this. And like, you know, obviously I felt awful, but we, yeah, we started playing and it just like felt like a groove immediately. And I just, we all kind of had like similar sense of humor. And, um, actually, can I tell a funny story that I don't think I've ever told Aaron and Alana about like getting to know them? You have to tell oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, I, I meet Aaron and Alana, I get their phone numbers and, and we follow each other on Instagram. And I mean, I don't really know their deal. Like, you know, I'm meeting up with this guy and a girl and I'm like, so are they like a couple or like what? So I look on their Instagram and it's a, the first thing is a picture of, of what Aaron holding Alana or is yeah. it like, <laughs> and it's like, she said yes to moving in with me. Like, blah, blah, blah. so I'm like, whoa. So like, they must be a couple then, right? But it doesn't seem like they have like a lovey-dovey vibe, but like they're obviously super close. So I'm like trying to figure this out. So it finally took until I went over to their house. Or no, excuse me, I went over to their house and they live in separate rooms. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck? And finally Alana said, oh, blah, blah, my girlfriend. <laughs> I was like, okay, everything makes sense now. Like everything's got put into place. Like, I was just so like, what is their dynamic? And I was like, oh, Alana likes ladies. Yeah. And, and that's True. what it is. Aaron <laughs> <laughs> didn't make the cut. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Aaron's got a sweet ass, though. He so. does. Yeah. That's a, that's a fact. But I just always thought, I don't think I ever told you guys that, but it was very funny. That's good. And then I grew a hate for Alana because I have hate in my bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, gosh. Now, now we're just all like a, a little family yeah with That's love nice. and hate and crying yeah. and yelling yeah yeah it's good. oh yes as as all good families have as all good families have 
I'd love to hear a little bit of what the perspective was from from Aaron and Alana's side of when you met Max. Yeah, so like I just remember like we had gotten to the practice space earlier that morning, and I was like, okay, like Alana and I we had tried out so many people, it was just like so nightmarish each time. <laughs> I wasn't expect. I was just like. Let's get on with this so I could go grab lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember Max walked in and I think he was wearing like his tight black pants, his Birkenstocks. He had long hair, a beard. And I was like, okay, like I- I'm liking the vibe. Like, cause you know, it first comes how they look. Cause you know, you get the old people or the cracked out people. This is Craigslist. Yeah. Dude, yeah. That is true though. He looks cool. He's got, you know, whatever. And then I was like, well, let's hear him sing. And then he started singing and I'm like, okay. And he actually kind of like slightly wrote a song over like a demo we sent him. And I was like, I could like sing along to this. Like, I really like it. But I was so like hesitant because of our last experience, me and Aaron's last experience that I was like, I want to say yes, but we need a few more. Like Aaron was like, yes. And I'm, Deep down, I was like, I know it's this guy, but I was like, let's give it a few more practices. And like, I slowly, every time was like, yes, finally. <laughs> nice. You won them over with your, with your initiative and your <laughs> cool looks. <laughs> Collect those cats. Yeah. Speaking of cats, how's Zelda doing? She's great. She is, she's kind of like, yo, you guys are around all the fucking time now. What's up? Like... <laughs> She's a little upset. She lost her alone time. A little, but she's also been cuddling too. So it's a it's back and forth. She's either like super standoff, or she's like, "Oh, I'm so glad you're here." <laughs> Makes and it gets me all warm inside. That's good. That's good. Alana's got a great dog too. Yeah, Very- I want to hear a little bit about the pup. Oh, the pup. Oh, God. He is he is a beagle mix with a gnarly underbite, who is afraid of everything. Yeah. <laughs> barks and cries. He doesn't bark. He kind of screams, right? Yeah, it's it's just a ball of anxiety that screams. And I'm sure you'll hear his bark at some point at some during point. this podcast. I hope so. Yeah, he's he's so cute, he, though. He usually comes down with us on the way like to San Diego. Like We'll bring him in the van because a lot of his aunts lives down there. And uh-huh. he'll just come down. My favorite story is how uh, we drove into a military base by mistake. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, uh, <laughs> And uh, they're, they're like, cut your fucking engine. Bent is, her dog Bentley is just going wild in the car. We're all freaked Jeez. out. There's people pointing guns at our minivan. <laughs> oh my God. Like for one second, we made that turn into the base because we were looking for a Sonic. Yeah. And the Sonic yeah. was in the base. We just wanted like a slushy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, cheese. These military people are like, get out of the car. And we're like, yo, man, we just want a burger. And they're like, <laughs> oh my gosh yes was that by like camp pendleton yeah that's exactly what it was that's so funny because i've done like the same thing like i've accidentally turned into the entrance maybe it was a different spot but like they did not point guns at me oh, <laughs> and we kind of just like blew through the i mean there was no like, okay thing it was open we we're just like oh, okay this is how you get to sonic let's let's chill and gotcha. instead we just got angry military man you came in hot, is what it sounds like. That's yeah. exactly what it was. Yeah, it was kind of scary. <laughs> that is terrifying. Okay, so, well, we've got the story of how you guys came together, and you mentioned 
the yeah yeah yeahs and Aaron mentioned the strokes earlier, stuff like that. What are what are some of the biggest influences other than those that kind of shaped the sound you're going for as a band? Who wants to take this one? Um, you guys got this. <laughs> I think definitely the strokes, that kind of early two thousands. Um, I think there's definitely some of like, you know, surfy music, like surf curse, butter tones. Definitely. Uh, even like old as the ventures with some like guitar lines and drum rolls. Um, there's definitely a nice like healthy pop element to it um, that you know keeps people drawn in. It's catchy. It's fun. There's deep meaning behind the lyrics, and I feel like it really comes together. It's a nice blend. I agree. If I do say so myself. <laughs> we can we can confirm it at this point. Oh. Millions of adoring fans. Oh yeah, yeah. remake. Dude, all the- ten, ten platinum records. Right. We're just um, any anybody else have something to add of uh, influences? Um, influentially wise, we uh, damn, like I feel like we bring it up every time, but like that first Buttertones album is just like absolutely like one of our favorites. For sure. Mm-hmm. What else we got? Yeah, just I don't know, like big fan of like that minimal like kind of lo-fi sound where it's like. Maybe we recorded this in like an abandoned payless. <laughs> I like that description. <laughs> it's just like I don't know. It kind of comes from like that, like same ethos as like a lot of like acoustic acts have. Like the more minimal it sounds, like more power you can put behind the minimalism. Like the more substantial it like kind of feels. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I get you. It's also nice. I mean, part this is more of a me thing, but the music that I do alone is very like layers and, and like not intricate necessarily like it in parts, but intricate, like, I don't know. There's like a lot of shit going on. I think that's partially because like I am alone and have the ability to do that, but it's cool with this band of like forcing myself to do the opposite mm-hmm. or like embrace those, like it's drums, guitar and voice, which mm-hmm. like, like and even to when we go into the studio, I I try to not bring my soloy stuff mentality of like let's put on like Mellotron and fuck it you know like you know and all these guitar lines and shit like it's very much like a, no let's get the let's get that live vibe that's gotten us a good amount of attention and and kind of find the best way to encapsulate that. Yeah, very well said. So here's a fun question, one that I always ask. So we'll go, we'll go through, uh, starting with Aaron this time. What is your favorite haunt song and why? Oh, that's tough. Uh, <laughs> wow. Right now, I'd say it's probably. I feel like I gotta go with Operator. It's still like one of my favorites to play live. Yeah. Like, I think I just love starting, like, how it's, like, I, like, can kick on the chant, like, the bass channel, like, a few measures in, people are just like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I'm like, just, like, outside of that song, it's my favorite thing to do. It's just, like, people are like, there's no way they're going to sound full enough. And then I'm like, guess what? Maybe we do. <laughs> yeah. That's a good feeling. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely going to go operator. I think it's, like. Which we recorded and will be coming out soon. Oh, that plug. <laughs> um, I think it's just really cool to like see like people like just going crazy over 
something I wrote like alone in my bedroom, probably. Hell yeah. That's awesome. It's funny too, that people do like judge that we're not going to sound full, especially in LA where so many people use like backing tracks and stuff. They're like, Oh, there's only three people up there. It's like, dude, do you know how many bands you've probably seen where they're not even fucking playing anything? Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah, we're, we're going to be fine. We're going to sound nice and full. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Haters. <laughs> all right favorite haunt song elena um, alana i've been saying it right before i just have uh, to yeah, mispronounce names that's okay it's it's all the same alana. um okay favorite song so first i want to say kids in the street because one we have a video for it, which is amazing. I love playing it. I think it's a great song, and I love the lyrics behind it. Besides the fact that it's all catchy and fun to play, like there's just it's just like we're all living, we're all having fun, no rules. Um, but I also love playing Operator. It's probably the most funnest song to play. It's just like high energy. I'm sweating by the end of it. Um, and we have some songs that aren't released yet that I could say, but I'll wait because you can't even hear them right now. So. <laughs> oh, build the anticipation. Oh, oh I was going to talk about the deep shit, but okay. Oh, no, no, go ahead. It's out. Um, no, yeah, I'm going to do the cuts. No one knows. Uh, I so like. I mean, I like the songs we have out for certain, but I think it could just be a little off the beaten path. Um, I love, we do this song called, I don't even fucking know what it's called at this point, but, oh, Total Reaction. It's uh, really fun live. It's like, it's definitely our like funky is song. Very funky. I just, it makes me dance. And there's a whole part where I just get to dance while Alana and Aaron jam, which is great. And I nice. love it. But really the one, the, the song that gets me like into the show, which we usually do second, is uh, the song called Hit Show. Because I don't know what it is, but the way that like Aaron and Alana hit in the syncopation of the chorus, it like, because like, it's not that I'm super nervous on stage, but it's sometimes tough to like, especially if you're not doing like a really big show, like you got to break that mold of like, okay, people are looking at me and just think like, I'm doing this show for me. Like, I, I just want to give the best show I can possibly do. And hit show allows me to kind of like, get in that mindset and really yeah. be like not yell, but like expressive. And then if I can just maintain that energy for the rest of the show, it's usually pretty good, but it's a yeah. pump up song for me, even though it's really not that like pump up of a song. Yeah. But it kind of gets you in the zone. Yeah. That's nice. cool. So on the other side of this, I like to know, what the least favorite original song is. And when I say least favorite, you could take that different ways, but maybe it's like the song you like playing the least or the one you're most frustrated with. Hmm. Same order. Aaron first. Um, yeah, let's do Aaron first. He's had time to think. Yeah, wow. I'm just, I'm just thinking such positive things about all our songs now. Um, I can't let positivity run too wild. We gotta, we gotta cut that off. You're right. Slice our egos. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I feel like we 
don't want to say neglect, but like we definitely don't do loose lips as often as we used to, just because it's like it's definitely an easy song for me to flub, just because I'm like, oh, I got to do this and this and this, and I don't know. I would maybe say loose lips, just because there's a whole lot of like jumping around the fretboard and me having to press pedals that I usually miss a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, I get you. So I don't know. I would say I would say maybe loose lips. That's a good answer. <laughs> um, least, Alana, least favorite. Oh, I hate to be that person. Like, <laughs> I don't have a least favorite. I love all my babies. Um, but go hard on one of our songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, loose lips. That one challenges me a little bit because of the speed and some of the stuff I throw on there. So I, I have like a love hate relationship with that song. Um, yeah. And we haven't been playing it as much. I think also because we've been making some pretty good songs. Um, I mean, some pretty new songs. Um, least favorite. Uh, okay. Um, what was that one that Max said was his favorite? The second one. I, Hit Show. Hit Show. Okay. I'm going to say I love Hit Show. I'll just say that one just because for me it's the easiest to play. So it's like... Not challenging enough. Right, sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> that is an acceptable answer. Thank you. All right, Max Collier. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that was on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> the, the endless struggle. Uh, no, but I think my least favorite. Well, this is so I, I do some. I, I agree with the love hate relationship of Loose Lips because for a while there, I, I, there was this part where I, I really had to sing high and I my voice would crack a lot. And it was, I mean, it was cute and we made a part of the show and it works, but it definitely, but now I can do it. Thank you. Now that we're not playing the song, I can fucking do it. But, um, <laughs> um, no, there's this, and this is a joke. I don't actually think it's a bad song or anything, but there's this one part that Aaron has shown me like since we've started playing and like I cannot write lyrics over it like it's not a him thing it's a me thing I don't know what it is I can't like every time I try and write something it's like dude this is like I hate this melody I this is not <laughs> entertaining at all like yeah his part is fine I I just it's it's been so frustrating I've taken so many stabs at it I've like worked on it at home and i i just one day hopefully i can you know it'll reveal itself to me in a uh you know in a beam of white light or it's going to take me like years of you know it's going to be my uh uh hallelujah and i'll just write like 85 <laughs> verses <laughs> yeah yeah i'm curious do do you guys ever take a stab at each other's parts like does Aaron ever come up with some melodies or I mean I'd argue like a lot of the times he is kind of writing the melody I mean New Mexico I'm basically just singing his guitar part sort of and yeah just, yeah yeah um but yeah I think we've gotten to a good point too where we all respect each other enough that we're happy to be like well could you try it like this and it's yeah. never like what you're doing is bad or anything, but it's just like, how do you, like, does it feel well with you? How do we feel it's affecting the song? Like, I think the ego is out of the room and it's very much, we're all just focusing on what is the best product or what's the best outcome. But so, yeah, I would say we're, we're decently, I mean, we definitely stick in our corners, but, but we are fine about being like, try this. I know a lot of, especially in the, 
in the recording when I was recording the vocals for the songs that are going to come out, she was giving me some great, just like, yeah, but try it like this. And it really, like it, it made the choruses hit like way harder. So I, I, you know, stuff like that. It's nice. Nice. We work together. I feel like there's definitely like, you know, like when we go into songs, like a lot of times, like Aaron will have like an outline. I like to call it of like the idea that we all have to build off of. And it's like, okay, what were you thinking? Like what songs influence this? What, you know, cause I, like, I think for every song, it's rarely like, here's the guitar, here's the drums, here's the vocals. It's like, oh, I heard this in this song. Can you try putting it here? Or can you add this guitar line? Or, hey, can you switch the drum beat up? Or what if you went higher in this chorus? So I think it all, we all, like Max said, kind of like stick to our corners, but we all work very well together. I think it's kind of like liberating also how it's like, if we can't do it live, we just can't do it. Right. Like you can't really overthink everything. Right. I could be like, I have this really sick guitar line and it's like, Oh, it won't work at all. Okay. Let's just do this. Right. That's true. (laughs) It's kind of cool. Yeah. Cool. Because like, you know, when you have more to work with, you know, you could do like, it's a very simple, like we have guitar, we have drums and we have vocals and it's like kind of, more creative and makes you have to think a little bit outside of the box to get it to work and sound, you know, full in a way. So I think, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. I agree. I feel like we're in a day and age where so many artists are doing the opposite of like Max said with his solo stuff, there's so many layers and you have to find a way to like recreate it live. Whereas you guys are going kind of more old school of like, if we could play it, then it works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I, yeah, I respect that. That's cool. Thank you. So I did have the pleasure of seeing you guys play live. I guess it was like two months ago now, or I don't know at Santa Ana on the uh, tour you did with spurts. And so I just wanted to kind of get a little recap of that tour and how you guys felt about it and kind of some of the stuff that went on. We so absolutely great. love spurts. They are, it, it was great. Getting to see them every day was like, oh, we have friends built in on tour. It was really cool. It is yeah, cool. Well, like summer camp, honestly, by the end of, like I was joking when we all went our separate ways in San Jose. It was like, like I felt like, the last show was this like that play you do at the end of summer camp or, you know, it's like <laughs> we did because, yeah, we did the Weezer cover and like out of nowhere. And it just felt very like, Oh, goodbye everybody. Like see you next summer. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how it felt. We were like, we all went up, both bands went up on stage and covered a Weezer song and we were all just like jumping around. And then we went outside and said our goodbyes. It was like really sad. Yeah. <laughs> But it was, that was a, the tour was definitely way, I I went in with really low expectations just to like not get upset because like we're playing in cities we've like never been in. Mm -hmm. Uh, But overall, like, I mean, every show except, I mean, the one issue was the San Francisco one because it got like canceled and we had to change venue and shit. And it was, I mean, we still made lemonade out of that, but like, um, yeah, people came out and they partied and they wanted to, you know, like know about it it was really a nice response people were really kind and uh i that really made it all worth it that being said i was a fucking 
dead person after 10 days of 10 shows. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. <laughs> but uh, it was cool. Like, it was good to know I can, you know, where we can all physically do that too. Yeah. That's very cool. Did the, um, so does the San Jose show kind of stand out as your favorite or? Hands down. That show is insane. <laughs> I'd say definitely cool. San Jose or Stockton. Stockton, Stockton was, was great. Yeah. Stockton was nuts. Oh, yeah. You guys have a little video of that on YouTube, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. I was watching some of that earlier. Honestly, the best part of that show isn't even in that video. It's where, like, this girl runs into Max, and he just goes flying <laughs> through the drum set. And I'm like, what the hell? I don't think she went. I think someone used her as, like, a battering ram. Yeah. Like, like, someone <laughs> her into Max, and Max literally went flying into the wall. <laughs> there, there was a barrier of people between me and the audience because it was so like like people were like we can't have them like knocking into him and it was cool yeah it was a good i also kind of appreciated it because i i got this vibe like walking into this big you know like 160 person party in stockton you know i'm in a fucking like light blue sweater and a white <laughs> turtleneck and you know everyone's looking at me like who the fuck is this clown <laughs> and then, you know, then we get to go up on stage and we're like, all right, all right, we we fuck with you. Yeah. Fuck with you guys too. It's okay. We don't we don't, can sniff each other's butts. We're we're the same breed. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, a very good metaphor to go to. That was amazing. <laughs> like, oh, that was so good. Like I was like, that's right, motherfucker. That's great. So you guys are obviously you've kind of mentioned the difficulties of kind of being a band, an up and coming band in LA. You guys have done some touring. You've you've done some releases at this point. I'm going to hit you with kind of a hard question now in that I'm curious if there's anything you wish you could change about the music industry or kind of the music scene for a band like yourselves. If there's something you could change to make, to make the path to success easier or, or some sort of, tools that could be available to help you guys out what would those things be i think my issue with kind of just like the la scene is just like it just feels like there's no all ages venues outside of the smell and that just makes it super difficult to kind of like get solid followings and crowds because it just kind of feels like i don't know it's like you can have like a primo slot on like a friday or saturday night but like if you can't bring the people it's just it's not even worth it yeah yeah, that's a good point. Whereas, like with kids, it's just like, oh, it's Friday. I'm 17. I'm gonna go get drunk outside the smell and go listen to whatever band is playing. Yeah, I mean, San Diego is great for that. When yeah. you go to San Diego, there's a ton of all ages venues. Um, kids really like to come out. I think the same thing Aaron said. LA is very hard because you there's no all ages and everything's you know a scene or like you know, my friend's band, like people aren't really just in it. Not everyone, but a majority of people aren't just in it for the music, you know, but the upside of that is that it kind of weans out the people that really want it and the people that are willing to work for it and to tour and bring people back and kind of, you know, build up a following, not just in LA. Um, so, and then, you know, there's a few of those bands and we made friends with them and we're kind of creating our own little scene here. 
cool, cool. Yeah, That's... I definitely agree with Aaron um, about that. Because I, I honestly, when you said the question, I was a little stumped, and I have a lot of like more joke answers. But like, um, yeah, I don't think there is a, a set path of how someone quote unquote makes it. But one thing that's been clear about watching the music business in LA is that your whole point is that you're proving that you're going to make someone money, which is not great. And that's where you walk that fine line of like, whether you're going to sell out or whether you find a situation where you're actually making your money in a positive way. Mm -hmm. um, but one way, I mean, to me, the, the most mind boggling thing I've seen, and I'm surprised I didn't realize earlier is that yeah, it's great to play to kids under like that can't get in the 21 plus venues because they do have nothing to do. And those are the, those are like, I, I can't believe I forgot. Like, that's what I was doing. Like I was a young kid. I was bored. I went to shows and I like loved bands and I like followed bands and like the, I was the, you know, I want fans like I was. And, and that's what yeah, we have right. to do is like, you know, even in uh, we're trying to break out of like L.A. and kind of get to more like Riverside and Santa Ana and these places where, you know, kids just want to fucking listen to some dope shit. And it's not like, oh, can you come to this venue? Like, I need to sell like this many tickets and I hope like, you know, but then the great part is you get this huge following. You get all these people that are like interested in you. And that's when these higher up execs go, oh, well, sick. You already have the following. I don't have to do any of the work. I'm just going to like fund you a little bit and then make money off of you, which is like sadly the business. But yeah, I yeah, think more people should have access to go see live shows so that you can have bands like that are capable of getting a following, get a following. Yeah, that's a really great answer. Honestly, I asked the question not really knowing what you guys would say and that is something I didn't really realize as somebody who's not in a touring band or a band that plays lots of shows. So hopefully we can get that message out there and try to get more venues to get on board with the all ages thing. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, LA is hard because it's like Max said about making money and yeah. at the end of the day, like we make music cause we love to make music and we feel good. Like I'd rather play to it dirty ass warehouse with 40 kids screaming and jumping around and having the time of their life and trying to sell 20 tickets to a couple people in LA just to be like, look, we played a show in LA. Like at the end of the day, it's about music and having fun. And You don't want to play shit. the whiskey a go-go to seven people. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I want my chance to be to Jim Morrison. Sit on the couch that Axl Rose threw up on. Yeah. Unless you're a cover band, which is fine, like seriously fine. Don't ever play on the fucking Sunset Strip. Oh my like, god! <laughs> shit. Troubadour is cool, actually. That still has some like clout, but yeah, I like Troubadour. But yeah, a lot of that shit. The Rainbow. Yeah, it's all. It's like, oh my god. Uh, Janis Joplin wiped her butt here. Everyone needs to play. <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> That's funny. That's so true. Yeah. That's the biz. That's the biz, kids. <laughs> so, uh, the, the process of releasing music comes with a lot of need to do self-promotion. And a lot of times that can feel kind of icky to just be like, look at me, listen to me. And I think that's a thing that a lot of artists struggle with, especially with social media is like, how is there a way to promote myself that doesn't feel terrible? And so I want to get your guys' take on like, 
how you guys promote your music and and what are some ways you go about it that doesn't make you feel like you're gross about it? Um, I think a few things that we do. One is like we try and be interactive with it, um, you know, because on one hand, yeah, we're trying to, this is our stuff, we listen to it, blah, 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 blah. But on the other hand, it's like, you know, this is something that means something to us. We worked really hard on it. And if you like it, you like it. Take a look, you know, it's it's music, it's art, it's whatever. But I think yeah. a lot of, I mean, Aaron the most, and then, you know, me and Max a little bit, but Aaron's really good at the Instagram, like interacting with people, throwing stuff up on the stories, all that stuff. And it's it's fun. It's like a community. And hopefully when we put stuff out, you know, people want to listen to it. Yeah, now that Aaron doesn't have an OnlyFans account, he just does it all on Instagram. I don't know, Hans Instagram. Yeah, I'm just like, who wants some feet pics? I got <laughs> I think a bit yeah. straight from feet pics into something well thought. Um, I think a big part of it is uh, just kind of like creating kind of a community like, oh, you hype up other bands, they'll also hype you up. Just like the support goes two ways, you know, like we'll like put something on people like throw like, Oh, like the haunch just put out something new. And it's like, Oh cool. Thanks for supporting us. Like and getting the, the word out for us, like on your personal channels. I don't know. Yeah. Cause we like like other bands that we play with and that are in our kind of community. Like we really like their music as well. Like the people we play with, it's all people that we respect and it's nice that we can all kind of, you know, share our stuff. Yeah, very true, very true. I do really love your guys' Instagram stories. We'll, <laughs> we'll confirm that they are great. <laughs> I love the polls and like, yeah, like you said, the interactiveness of it is good. It's a lot of like polls and questions and stuff that you can kind of respond to. Yeah. It's just our favorite thing to do. Just like long drive or just like, just scream your nonsense into the void that we are <laughs> oh yeah no, yeah. Really. i love getting the answers and then finding like pictures and shit to repost onto it <laughs> i have a whole yeah. collection of uh good pictures of max and aaron that at any time <laughs> i could throw up there a lot of me asleep in the back of the car yeah, yeah. Call. well you deserve that then <laughs> that's fair <laughs> That's fair. I want I want to bring up the superpower that Max and Alana both have to seem to just fall asleep in the van within minutes of getting in. Okay, but we're good too. <laughs> Be like seven hours to San Francisco, and Max and Alana are asleep in twenty minutes. <laughs> and we're, we're in San Francisco. It was like I know. I think it's time travel. I get to look. <laughs> The thing is, Aaron won't sleep in the car. So if you think about it, why should me and Max sacrifice sleep anyway? Yeah, exactly. I gotta stay beautiful. Yeah, Aaron's that's, beautiful. That's that's fair. You gotta have the beauty sleep. Yeah. I, I'm with you though, Aaron. I can never sleep in a car. I can't do it. It's just like it's not comfortable. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. Okay, we will move on to the main question that we kind of focus the whole show on and that is what is the point of making music and vague question you could take it a lot of different ways we'll start with aaron again oh. why do you make music um hmm damn oh damn 
<laughs> I don't know. I kind of grew up like just like really admiring like, oh, like these people are like, in, it's like super inspiring. They can put their talents out to the world. I wish I could do that. And I think just like slowly getting to a point where you feel comfortable sharing your music and working with other people to like kind of craft it. It's something I always wanted to work towards. Whether or not someone listens to it, I mean, that's definitely nice. But it's like at the end of the day, it's nice that I get to like do this with two people that I love and like. Oh, I know, right? Aww. All right, go, can I, go can for I, that Oscar. Can I cut the bullshit? We all do it for the kids. We all do it for the ladies. Yeah, grandma, <laughs> mom, and, and yeah. I, my. My grandma, my bubby loves this. And this is, I do it for my number one. <laughs> is that your real answer, Alana? Oh, and also I just like like banging on the drums. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, uh, yeah. And wow. you get to travel with your best friends. It's great. I mean, what's what what's there not to love? Yeah, I well, I think once I'm going to kind of answer it a little well, I guess we're all answering personally, but like kind of what I was talking about too. And I like the stuff I do on my own feels like it's a, the, the actual artistic like thing is that I'm focusing on the product of the recorded song. Like it's, it's like making a painting or like a dish or something. And it's like, okay, like my outlet is that I made this thing and it's done and it sounds how I want it to sound. With the haunts, it's very different. Where, to me, the outlet is are the shows. Like, it is very much like there. There is an energy between three of us, and and being able to share that with a crowd is like, is a euphoric feeling that I've like rarely ever, definitely rarely ever felt before. Like in another band. Um, and in like some t- in my old band Sundays, I definitely had like peaks of that at certain shows. But like now, we're getting to this point where it's just consistent. Like when we do a show, and there are people there, like it's a it's a fucking vibe. It's a good time, and I feel that connection with all of them. And like they're having a good time, and and we're just stoked on each other being there, and like kind of getting to forget about how shitty everything is. Pre <laughs> COVID too, just for the record. So. Yeah, COVID uh, really goes to show. Like the shows are everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are all fantastic answers. I love that it can be super deep and it can be really fun and funny. Like no matter what way you think about it. So, yeah. well said, everyone. Hey, thanks. Okay, uh, we're gonna wind down. I've thought about doing this little segment here towards the end, um, since I have multiple people from the same band. I'm gonna try to do this thing where I ask you really uncomfortable questions about each other. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not that bad. We but I did this, I did this before with vaudeville revival. I had two, that's the only other time I had two people on the show and it was, it was pretty funny. So kind of quick answer. Okay. Which one of you is the most talented? Oh, damn. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to feed their saying, ego too much, but me. I might just say Max, just he plays everything, and then he'll pick up the guitar, and I'll be like, oh, fuck, I don't know how to play it all. That's chill. <laughs> I'm looking at this from a logical point, and I will say it's me, but they're very talented. <laughs> it's definitely Max. 
Well, that's nice. It literally has like guitars, drums, keyboards in it. Like there's not, it's not me thinking that I'm better by any means. Uh I just invested more money in making it look like I'm more talented. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes this is kind of a consolation question, but who is the most creative? Ooh. Oh, not me. Definitely not me. No, I feel like that's not true. I, I feel like it's different outlets, though. Or, like, I don't know. I don't know how to monetize that. <laughs> or, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to not monetize. I don't know how to quanti... What the fuck am I looking for? You know what I mean? I'm going to go with yeah. Aaron on this one. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> because Max can't seem to even make a word. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Good point. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I don't know. I, I don't... I feel like... I'm going to do like the parent answer of like, I love you all equally, but like, I think like just working with the limitations we have, it makes us all kind of like contribute that full one third slice to this pizza that is this band because (laughs) it's like, I don't know. I can't like, no one can really slack on what they're doing because it's like, if one of us slacks, it all falls apart. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. All right. Uh, This question's horrible. (laughs) preface if the only way to achieve success was to vote out one member of the band who would you vote out and why oh my god (laughs) Um, it would have to be me because well no I don't know because I feel like the vibe is so much the like like I'm just I'm kind of just putting a little bow on like an already great present you know like it's just you could there are other singers (laughs) 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 you could totally get a better singer i imagine but like the vibe of alana and aaron is like tight like that's i i not that i feel like i'm not in the group or like that i feel ostracized like i definitely feel like a third a third a third but um like i recognize that that there is a dynamic there and what i am doing is like adding to it but i don't take credit for any of that Way to fall on the sword. Kind of a bearded white boy who like sings garage rock. Like, are you fucking, they could kill me and go get someone named Adam who looks exactly like me. (laughs) So truth be told, pretty replaceable, but I'm happy. I feel like realistically, this wouldn't work without any of us. Like I, (laughs) there's no way. Um, But I could do it without them. I'm just saying. I'd like to honestly. <laughs> I'd like to. Yeah, a lot of like kick them the boat the fuck out. I'll do this solo. Both the guys are sacrificing. Try. I'd like to kick myself out and maybe just hear what you guys do, like a spoken word kind of thing. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Should be. Yeah, dude. It'd be like, <laughs> actually, you're right. that would be the best if we kick Aaron out and it's just like really kind of like um, Gil Scott. <laughs> like, <laughs> weird shit man i mean you you have enough pedals where you could make it like oh we're like a radiohead kind of vibe (laughs) we're imogen heap (laughs) like wall of noise and beat that's great i love the positivity that came out of that completely negative question (laughs) okay let's let's make it more positive then do you have somebody who you consider to be your biggest fan our moms, our sure. Moms. Hell yeah. 
Biggest fan. I don't know. Oh no, definitely. Um... No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> wow, that was, that was real. Uplift. That was a huge letdown. <laughs> I was like, wait, no. I don't know if we have, like, a biggest fan, but, like, it's really nice to have, like, some of the most supportive people, like, working with us. Like, we have, like, Alyssa Cornia of Cosmic Bloom Booking. She was always there for us. Like, I call her our van therapist because she has come with us on every tour for just, like, photography and emotional support. <laughs> <laughs> emotional support. Um, yeah, we definitely have a nice, you know, little following. Um it keeps growing a little bit with like every city we play. Um, we lo- love the people at the smell. The smell is like, yeah, and the satellite. Yeah, just I don't know. It's like for a soulless city, sometimes it feels like oh, there are some people cheering for us. Yeah, for sure. There's some bright spots. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. Here's a uh, another just kind of fun question then, and we can go around on this one. We'll start with. Max. Yes. What do you enjoy doing besides music? Uh, well, God, you know what I've really been craving is a fucking box of Legos. I've been talking about it all morning. <laughs> uh, I'm so bored. No, uh, other than music, well, because I did a pretty shitty answer last time. I should probably have something better. Um, I. We could come back to you. <laughs> no. Well, shit, because, yeah, everything, even, like, things that aren't necessarily, like, music, they're, like, still related. Like, I love building pedal boards. Aaron knows that. And, and Alana definitely knows. Like, all the time she has to listen to me fucking go on and on. And on. <laughs> That's um, good. Yeah, that counts. But, yeah, I, like, I don't know. I've, I've been trying to get into more things that involve, like, working with, like, I used to be really big in, uh, into motorcycles and, like, to, like, work on them and stuff. So I think I'm kind of getting back into that realm of i mean i don't have a garage anymore sadly but but like just working with hardware and various you know like music stuff or with computers or just like ways to mess around with like old technology cool yeah i'm fucking dope yeah (laughs) you're so cool yeah do motorcycles and guitars (laughs) (laughs) all right next up let's hear from alana um, other than music, well, I also like learning since these guys, I've learned so much about pedals and hiccups <laughs> and the overdrive. Um, it's huge. Uh, you know, I like going to the beach, hiking, long walks. There you go. Um, I don't know. Music has been my entire life, my whole life. So I, I don't even know. That's okay. You just said three things right there. Totally valid. Right. And you hang out with your dog? Dog walking, tennis. Traveling. Shut up, Aaron. This is my travel, hanging with friends. Um, yeah, no, that's. Hanging with the dog at the party. Yeah, you know. Eating pizza. <laughs> We're filling out dating profiles. I like it. <laughs> Learning a little bit of Espanol. Ooh. I'm welcome. You know, Muy bueno. <laughs> all right aaron i don't know i feel like i gotta give like that la answer just like a huge fan of hiking like that was like what i was doing if i wasn't playing music growing up i was just like oh i'll just go wander and get lost in the hills why not hell yeah 
And huh, what's up? He's mysterious. Yeah, mysterious. <laughs> Just brooding <laughs> off in nature. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Big fan of movies. And then pretty much just, yeah, like they're saying, if I'm not doing music, I really can't think of anything. I guess we're just simple, boring people. Simple, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. You said movies. Have you seen any good ones you want to recommend recently? Oh, Alana yeah. and I have been watching a movie like every single night because of this quarantine. What was that scary one we just watched? Oh, uh, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. That was... They all get, the scary movies get cheesy. Yeah. I just love bad horror movies. You watch Ma? You know that movie? Which one? Ma with Octavia Spencer. I wanted to see that. Was it any good? Dude, it's nuts. I highly... I mean, it's not like a great movie, and some of the dialogue is like awful. But <laughs> but not on her part. She killed... She like makes that movie. Her character is so horrifying. It, I, I, if you're into some scary shit, I also watched Knives Out recently, which was a treat. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. I really enjoyed that. At first, I thought I was gonna hate Daniel Craig's fucking accent, and it <laughs> grew on me. Time, I just pretended he was Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I'm James Bond. <laughs> well, that's good. I definitely have heard good things about Ma too. That'll be one on my list then. Yeah. All right, we're pretty much to the end of the interview, sadly. So if you guys would do me the honor of recommending another band or musician or musically creative person who I could hit up to be a future guest on the show, that would be cool. For sure. Aaron? Who, who wants to do the, the, the honor? It's Butter. Nice. Yes. <laughs> it's Butter. Butter deserves the next one. They're so yeah. talented. They're also and they're so nice, and another three-piece band too. Yeah, that's oh, true. Cool. They are honestly like one of the most talented bands groovy, we've groovy. ever played with. Yeah, yeah. They all each individual member rips so hard, and then when they play live, they rip like incredibly hard. But it's not like you know when you see someone or a band where like they're all really talented, and it's almost so much that you're like, dude. Like this is sonically displeasing. Like <laughs> right. I, I get these like jazz inversions you're doing, but also like holy fuck. But no, all of them gel so well. It's great. That's sick. And they're just humble, humble, nice, great people. So it's like when you're watching them, it's like they're talented as fuck, and I just want to keep watching and feel good. Hell yeah! So I got beef with Britta because she sent out some tweet a while back that was like, "I wish I could sing," and I was like, "You shut your fucking mouth!" <laughs> Crazy jazz lines, like, don't even, don't even fucking send that shit on the internet. Yeah, she, she can. <laughs> I get to say that stuff. I get to. I sing in it, and we throw a bunch of delay and distortion on it. She has a angel voice. <laughs> I think we should just get a whole feud going between you guys of just yes. like aggressive positivity towards I, each other. I want them to win. I'll even hear it. That's great. I look forward to talking to them hopefully soon. Why don't you guys uh, list off where people can follow you on social media and find your music to listen to and all that jazz? Um, at the Haunts Band on Instagram. Right? I, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, at the Haunts Band. And that's a haunt, like a haunted house. Haunts? 
minor. I, I would hope they'd realize that an hour and eight minutes into this episode. <laughs> it's, it'll be written on the episode, so they should be able to figure it out, hopefully. Yeah, we're on all like the music streamy places, Spotify, Apple Music, Bankers, Amazon Music. Yummy, 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 yummy. MySpace. Zane. Yeah. There you uh, go. GeoCities. LimeWire. Oh, LimeWire. <laughs> Penguin. <laughs> Neopets. Neopets. Oh. Uh, That's new. Digi, Digimons. Is that a thing? S- Second Life, you know? The usual. There you go. Roblox. Roblox. <laughs> yeah, Got one left. The Haunts. That's, that's where we're at. Cool. It's easy. People should be able to figure it out. Um, is everyone good? Anyone else have something they want to say or add before we uh, wrap up? No, that was a big. I know. Ex- was a big exposition for a deep. <laughs> 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 no, just uh. Thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, thanks. For having oh, me. of course. It's so nice talking with people. Yes, it yeah. is nice talking to people. We are still humans. Yeah, love to be doing what we're doing. Love playing music for everyone. Hope we can do it again soon because we miss the fuck we out of it. We need to do it soon. Yeah. I need to play music. Anyone listening, we miss you. Well, I think everyone misses you guys too. Hopefully, it will happen soon. I agree. Um, all right, we'll keep making cool shit, guys. We always end with a high five, so I'll count down from three. Okay. And then we will virtually through our microphones. Pretend to high five each other. Okay. okay. All right. Three, two, one. Wow. Oh, that was bad. Wait, Aaron. No, it's fine. That's what editing for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the worse it is, the better, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't. Joking. <laughs> we made my dog choke. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Thank you, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Thank All right. you. Thank you. Stay well. Yeah, stay safe, man. Thanks so much for this. Boys kissing boys, kissing girls, kissing girls. When they sleep, stop their feet around the cities of the world. Boy, they don't care how they choose to wear their hair. Rip a shirt, wear a skirt, throw presumption to the air. Day seem less great as we give up being coy.